Our bodies need many different vitamins and many different minerals in order to function. There are certainly times that we're just not getting enough and that can cause health and functional problems in our bodies. In fact, it will over time. Many of us are really concerned about making sure that we're giving our bodies nutrition. So does that mean we need to go buy and use over-the-counter supplements? And if so, what do we need? Well, today we're gonna discuss the good the bad, and even the danger in using supplements. So stay tuned. Welcome to the True Food Freedom and Faith Podcast. I'm your imperfect host, Cheryl Sharko, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and biblical counselor, here to get real with you, my sisters in Christ. Yep, I'm talking to you who struggle with restrictive food rules, chronic dieting, yo-yo diets, emotional eating, and other issues that consume your life, your joy, and your peace. So get your comfy pants on, like I did, and get ready for some real talk about this journey, real nutrition information, and some real solutions so you can live a life in true food freedom and faith. Today, we are talking all about supplements. So first, let me begin by defining what I mean by supplements. Supplements are non-food preparations, shall we say, of vitamins and minerals or other nutrients like fatty acids or what make up proteins are called amino acids, things that are normally rightly found in foods, but they're non-food ways of getting them. Also herbs, enzymes, botanicals, fibers, probiotics, many, many other things that people use to try and meet nutrient needs. They're generally bought without a prescription. They can be in a pill, powder, liquid, capsule, now even gummy and bar forms. They are hotly advertised and huge across the global marketplace. In fact, according to a market analysis report by the Grand View Research the U.S. supplement market was valued at, get this, over $48 billion in 2021. Uh-huh. And almost $152 billion globally last year. Last year alone. And guess what? It's forecast to expand by about 9% each year for the rest of the entire decade. So in other words... You are seeing supplements advertised to you every which way you look because people are buying. It works. Supplement marketing works. But as a registered dietitian nutritionist, I have to say how troubling this actually is. You know, I wonder how on earth is the average consumer supposed to know which statements are true? What's true information? Which products are actually helpful? Which supplements are harmful? How on earth are people supposed to know this? So that's why I'm breaking this topic down today. You need to be armed with truth in nutrition product decision-making. It's your body, it's your health, and the marketers aren't necessarily concerned with that, but I am. So let me say a medical disclaimer here. I am not your personal healthcare provider. This is a podcast. This is for educational purposes only. It is between you and your healthcare provider, either your registered dietitian nutritionist 
or your doctor to work with you and for you to make decisions together about what is best for your health, okay? Again, this is a podcast. This is just for educational purposes only. Now, you are more than welcome and I encourage you to take this information to your healthcare provider. I mean, your dietitian will likely know this, but maybe your doctor who's focused on other areas of practice that we desperately need them to focus on. You know, you're welcome to take this information there and discuss these things. But again, don't take anything that you're hearing here as medical advice. It is not. With that being said, let's go on. If I could only give two guidelines for buying and using supplements, it would be these. Ready? I'm going to boil it down to these two guidelines for buying and using supplements. Number one, do not believe most of what you see online. (laughs) Yep. Said it. I'll say it again. Do not believe most of the nutrition advice, stories, ads, mm, testimonials even that you see online. I literally cannot even count up the number of nutrition claims that I have seen. I, I can't even. It's not even possible to remember them all that stretch from incomplete to absolutely ridiculous and harmful. So if you want the best chance at the best information online, you need to look for the advice of multiple, multiple registered dietitians and look for common information there because even dietitians can be taken away by fads, of course, right? The further we get away from watching the science um, and maybe start getting influenced, that can happen. We're all humans. But in general, registered dietitian nutritionists or registered dietitians are going to have the most complete scientific information and they're going to be the most careful with it. So look for the advice of multiple registered dietitians and registered dietitian nutritionists. Notice I didn't say just nutritionists. There's a difference. Okay. So registered dietitians and registered dietitian nutritionists, it's the same thing. It's just a newer label. They are the nutrition experts and they're the ones that you want to go to for information, not health coaches, not people who call themselves nutritionists without licensure or formal education, and certainly not those selling you a nutrition product, okay? There's a conflict of interest there. So That's my first guideline I've boiled down to. Do not believe most of what you see online. Here's a second guideline. Again, if I can only give two, the second would be this. Just because we can buy supplements without a prescription, this absolutely does not make them safe. I know that's counterintuitive, isn't it? You don't need a prescription. They should be safe. Well, this second guideline that I'm giving you right now, it's what we're going to spend our time discussing today. This is going to be the bulk of the podcast today. I want to talk about this in the form of three questions. One, do you need to take supplements? Two, are the products tested and verified? And three, are they safe? These are all questions that we're going to answer today. Remember, This is your health. This is your body. And you need to be well-informed. And I feel bad for the general public because how do you know? How do you know how to differentiate true and false information? I don't think you can. And and it bothers me a lot. So I'm happy to just put this out into the world. 
share this information as much as you possibly can, please, because people you love are not getting truthful information and they can be doing some harm to themselves, okay? Not to be an alarmist, but I just see this all the time and I really want to get this information out. So let's start with the first question. Are supplements analyzed, tested, and verified? Well, the short answer is no. No, they're not. Unlike foods and medication, the FDA does not regulate dietary supplements. There are really very, very strict laws surrounding labeling and adulteration of ingredients, though, so that is helpful. But it's actually up to the manufacturer of the supplement to follow the law. Or if they're discovered and they're discovered that there is adulteration or mislabeling, then they do face strict penalties. So it's not that the FDA is just ignoring the problem. It's just they don't have the resources to test out every supplement that somebody decides to come up with. Um, And so these are the current rules and laws as it stands. Now, the Federal Trade Commission regulates the advertising, and that includes infomercials and even emails. So you are well within your rights to report any false health claims made by dietary supplement providers. All right, you have every right. There is a law against false advertising. The government has really strict guidelines for what kinds of health claims can be made on supplement packaging. So this gets a little um, intricate, but for example, no dietary supplement can claim to treat or prevent or cure specific diseases. They can only state what a particular nutrient's known to do, but not that their supplement can do that. For example, say on a package of Quaker Oats, it can't say that oatmeal will reduce cardiovascular disease or cholesterol, but it can say as part of a heart-healthy diet, the soluble fiber in oatmeal can help reduce cholesterol. So there's a slight difference there. It's obviously leading you to believe the oats can reduce your cholesterol, but the wording is very particular to keep within the law. So the government is very careful and they do have very strict laws about this. So if this type of claim is made, that's called a structure function claim, they're also required by law to include this disclaimer. This statement has not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, or prevent any disease. And you're not going to see that on foods, but you'll see that on supplements because those are not regulated. Now, the bottom line is that it's up to you, you, the consumer, to do your due diligence and to contact the manufacturer with any questions about that supplement's content. One bit of good news here, though, there is a volunteer organization that has really stepped up to analyze the contents of certain dietary supplements and evaluate them. So thank you to that organization. What it does is it verifies that the ingredients listed are actually in the product. And unfortunately, that's not always the case. It verifies that there are not harmful amounts of certain contaminants in the product and that it was produced in an appropriately safe and contaminant-free facility. And finally, that the supplement will break down 
and release the nutrients into your body within a certain time period. So not all supplements have this um, verification from this organization, but some do, and you can actually look for the label. The organization is called the USP Dietary Supplement Verification Program. And you can identify products that have been given this verification by looking on the label for their mark. And their mark looks like, if you can picture an outer gold and green circle with an inner black oval and the white letters, nice and big, that say USP. I've left a link in the show notes so you can click on that and see what the USP verification mark looks like. And it just gives you a little more peace of mind with the supplements that you choose. We're gonna continue and answer our next question after this quick break. There's a lot of new stuff going on over here, starting with our newsletter. Each week you can expect some cool stuff like behind the scenes sneak peeks of the online program that's coming out in a few months or updates or any free resource. Well, those go directly to our newsletter subscribers. So don't miss a beat, a pod, or a peek by signing up for the free email newsletter at CherylSharko.com slash newsletter. Welcome back. So we are discussing supplements. Now, before the break, we discussed whether dietary supplements are analyzed and tested and verified. And unfortunately, the answer was no. There's no pre-market analysis or authorization process for dietary supplements. And now let's go on to our next question. Do we need to take supplements? That's an important question to ask, isn't it? Well, the short answer here is not usually, not usually. Many people can get all the nutrients their bodies need simply by eating a variety of foods and paying attention to what they're eating, including some things they're not likely to stumble upon accidentally, like fish, for example. But nutrients consumed through food and drink, they're far better for your body than getting the individual nutrients through a dietary supplement in most cases, in most cases. Food first. That food first approach is what most dietitians are going to go after. Food is best. But there are times when there's a bona fide deficiency in a particular nutrient. And while the first line treatment is usually to correct this with food if possible, there are instances where a dietary supplement is required. Now, unfortunately, you are not likely to know when this is. Yeah, you, you wouldn't have the ability to feel it or sense it in most cases. And you might not know what to look for because that takes a lot of training. So your healthcare provider is really essential in this matter. For example, you might not know that you have a vitamin or mineral deficiency. And unfortunately, most routine blood tests that you get they only check for a few of those micronutrients. So your doctor might collect signs and symptoms or order more specific blood tests for a specific deficiency. Now your registered dietitian, nutritionist, they're gonna be trained in looking for also the physical signs of deficiencies on your body and through your symptoms. So they both, along with your pharmacist, will know what supplements might interact with your medications. So your healthcare provider will also know what's appropriate to describe, what precautions are needed, and any accompanying guidelines to share with you. 
even a vitamin or mineral supplement, it's really only needed for a confirmed deficiency. And again, you know, you're not likely to know that by yourself in most cases. Now, as mentioned, good nutrition is the first line of treatment for most deficiencies. But if a person cannot meet needs through diet alone, then let's thank the Lord that science has brought us supplementation because the supplementation will begin and continue until you reach your optimum levels. And in most cases, then we want to switch back to being able to get the nutrition needed through food. In some cases, a supplement will be needed for a lifetime. And again, we can thank the Lord that we have that ability. It's common for supplements to be needed in infancy and older age and with certain health problems. And in these cases, again, we're following the advice of our healthcare provider and extending thanks to the Lord that we have the dietary supplements. And as healthcare practitioners, we're very glad to have supplements to be able to recommend in these circumstances. So we're going to go to our third and final question after this one more break. We'll see you in a minute. Hey sisters, I have some good news. I want to get to know you better. I want us to support one another in this process, this journey to food freedom. It can be tough if we're doing it alone, so let's not. Why don't you join me in our private online community? I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can just go to Facebook and search for True Food Freedom and Faith. The and is an ampersand. I really look forward to us getting to know one another, so I will see you there. All right, welcome back, and let's finish up this talk about dietary supplements. We've talked about the fact that dietary supplements are not pre-approved before going to market. We've talked about the fact that nutrition needs are best met with food, but in cases of a true and proven deficiency that has been determined by your healthcare provider, dietary supplements are helpful. So with that background information, I really want to talk about this third and final question for today. Are dietary supplements safe? Now, I want to spend a few minutes on this one because it's an area where I am particularly concerned. I think a lot of healthcare providers, especially dietitians, are a little bit concerned in this area with what we're seeing. Now, understandably, absolutely understandably, many of us assume that a dietary supplement, it must be safe. It's got to be safe because we can just easily buy them without a prescription. I can walk into any store and grab it right off the shelf. And therefore, many make the mistake of thinking that since they are, quote, natural in our foods anyway, well, they're just completely safe to consume in this form. But That really is a dangerous misconception, I'm so sorry to say, and here's why. First, unless you have reason to have learned this, you're not likely to know that for almost all vitamins and minerals, as well as other dietary supplements, we have what's called a tolerable upper limit. Now, this is the amount of any nutrient, be it a vitamin, a mineral, another substance, that's understood to be safe for most people. So we never want to go above the tolerable upper limit on any of these nutrients. And this upper limit includes what you get from supplements and your food each day. Now, how are you going to know what that tolerable upper limit is, or even that there was one, 
you know, that's a main concern. Secondly, many, many vitamins, minerals, and other dietary supplements cause grave problems when they're taken in levels that are too high for the body. And I want to highlight a particular nutrient of concern for me since the pandemic, zinc. Let's talk about zinc for a moment. Now, if there was one dietary supplement that I have heard shouted from the rooftops during COVID, since COVID, it was zinc. Zinc, everyone was told, was just the key to getting our immune systems ready to ward off this horrific, incessant virus. So with great intentions, zinc went flying off the metal and digital shelves en masse. People began taking zinc every day and feeding it to all their loved ones as well because, of course, we're trying to protect our bodies from, at the beginning especially, this unknown thing that has taken over the world. So it is completely understandable why this happened. But what does zinc really do? Well, yes, zinc is important for supporting your immune system, but many other micronutrients are as well. And it, like other minerals, as well as vitamins, has many other functions in the body as well. So zinc is certainly important. And most non-vegans get enough zinc from their diets, while vegans might not though. If people are not eating any animal-based products, they may not be getting sufficient zinc. But what's problematic about self-prescribing a nutrient like zinc And this is true of many other nutrients as well. I'm just picking on zinc a little bit because it's so widespread right now in its use. So what's problematic about self-prescribing is that the daily tolerable upper limit of zinc is 40 milligrams a day. And many people are taking more than that just in supplement form. I see a lot of the 50 milligram tablets. So that's already above the tolerable upper limit per day, which is 40 milligrams a day, then we have to add in the amount we're getting from the food that we eat, which is usually sufficient in and of itself. This can lead to some serious health problems. This is a podcast. It is for educational and entertainment purposes only. This is not medical advice. I am a healthcare provider, I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, but I am not your registered dietitian, nutritionist. None of this information should be taken to diagnose or treat any condition, and you must speak to your own personal healthcare provider to find out what your body needs. Now, having said that, a continual daily overuse over time of something like zinc, which can be very useful in the short term. Your doctor may have prescribed some about two weeks worth of a higher dosage of zinc. But to live perpetually by taking zinc day after day after day in a supplement form that reaches above that tolerable upper limit, that does have or can have some very serious health problems, such as iron deficiency, which can lead to anemia such as copper deficiency, and even such as kidney failure. So you can see that just because you can buy something off the shelves or from the internet 
that does not make it safe. It just doesn't. Now, zinc can be a great supplement for very short-term use in very specific conditions if, 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 if it is prescribed by your healthcare provider and you are following the instructions. But I hope you'll see that caution is warranted for this and for all dietary supplements. If you ever have a question, bring it to your doctor, bring it to a registered dietitian and find out what the cautions are, how to take it for how long, maybe whether or not you should even be taking it, and maybe some alternates. Now, a few additional points I want to make before closing. With nutrition, especially with micronutrition, which is what we're talking about here, more is not better. Let me repeat that. More is not better. Enough is the target. Enough is the target. All body functions are supported when we have enough of the nutrients we need, not enough plus a bunch more. This is, of course, counterintuitive, of course, right? We, we think if something's good, more is better, but that's not the case with your vitamins and your minerals or any nutrient. But now you know, okay? So more is not better, enough. That's what we're going for. Now, not only are many people buying dietary supplements without the input of their healthcare provider, many, many people are buying multiple types of them, multiple supplements. These do affect health and well-being. They have an effect on the body's ability to function well. And as I used in the example of zinc, they may have some serious repercussions as well, not only naturally in your body, but in your current health condition or your prescription medication. Finally, dietary supplements can interact with medications, as we mentioned. It can make your medication less effective or too potent or outright dangerous. So the bottom line, always, again, always check with your healthcare provider before choosing supplements, even though you can just get them at the store. Always check with them and always Disclose any vitamins, any minerals or herbals, fibers, fatty acids, botanicals, quote, natural remedies and therapies, et cetera, to your healthcare provider when you're with them. Now, if you're struggling with these issues and you have questions about dietary supplements, have a talk with a registered dietitian, nutritionist, or a doctor. And if you want to work with me through private online appointments, you can visit CherylSharko.com to schedule your free consultation. Again, you can look in the show notes for a link to get a view of what that USP verification label looks like. All that label's gonna do is tell you that that supplement has been looked at for purity and lacking contamination and that it has in it what it says and that the amount will be broken down in a required time period. But it does not show you that it's safe to take for you. All right, my sisters, I hope that this was helpful and informative for you to make some decisions about your own health, your own body, your own family. And as always, we want to focus on living with this purpose in mind from 1 Corinthians 10 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. See you next time. 
Ladies, if this topic or any other podcast episode has been valuable to you, please help me get this information out to others who could benefit from it too by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to the podcast and sharing the episode on your social media. Or you can always come to any of my socials and like, comment, and share that way. This helps other people know it's important information that can benefit them as well. Thank you for helping.